This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Well, it's uh, it's time to talk a little fishing. We're getting to the kind of uh, time of year where there's only a few guys left fishing. And they tend to be musky guys, and that's who we're talking to today. One of the uh, good friends of the show, Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Musky Guide Service. Kevin, welcome back. Oh, thank you for having me, Kevin. You had a really cool fall this year. You were able to take some time off from your, quote, other job, and, uh, and basically spent pretty much every day of the fall on the water. How was that? Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's been great. I, I needed to change. Um, and you know we had a baby that was born in April, and and um, you know I, my wife is staying home with her now. So you know I'm working roughly six days a week and and fishing this entire fall. And you know I, I haven't had a chance to do that since college. So that was, uh, was a, a really really nice nice welcome feeling to be back on the water full time. So um, you know September was incredible. Yeah, we did. We did great in September, um, and October was good too. And then the last, the last, I'd say, week things were a little slower. But you know, the the cold weather is definitely moving in here in the next few days. So I anticipate uh, I anticipate some big fish being caught. Well, I was going to say, of all the falls to pick, you picked one of the best ones weather-wise. Oh, I did. It was gorgeous. <laughs> September and October, the weather has been gorgeous you know in the in the the 50s during the during the day and maybe only getting down in the 30s at night yeah we really lucked out uh the summer was pretty hot though and um but you know it our lakes were down considerably this summer uh all of september it seemed like we got a lot of rain and the lakes raised some so yeah i was concerned about just not being able to fish in general not being able to get my boat on the on the water but uh, but right now it looks like uh, all the accesses are pretty good. Um, no concerns in that regard. But we are going to be facing some pretty cold temps here this week and next week. I think one of the things that uh, really helped in the fall um, was was over on Plantagenet. A lot of people just couldn't fish Plantagenet for anything this year just because the water was so low there at the access. That's improved. And uh, I've heard some pretty good reports from over there as far as muskie go. Yeah, I've, I've heard uh, the past week I've, I've got some buddies out there and, and they've caught some fish. So, um, Plantana, and it does, it does receive pressure. Like you said, there, there were a lot of people that just were unable to fish it, um, due to, uh, the low water this year. But, um, on a typical year, that lake does receive the, the most pressure, um, out of all the musky lakes in the area. So. So, yeah, you mentioned the, the very hot temps we experienced for a good chunk of the summer, and, of course, then we had the nice, mild fall. Overall, though, uh, what would you say as far as musky years go? Has it been a good one, an average one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say definitely above average. Um, you know, but then things things like me spending, you know, 60 hours a week on the water uh, come into play, too, and, and I was really able to fine-tune location and lakes and water temps and and bounce around from from lake to lake in the fall um you know this summer was great i did take 10 days off and we went to alaska 
um, during uh, during the hot weather period. But the summer overall was was pretty awesome. Um, September really really uh, sticks out in my mind as being, uh, in my opinion, the best month. But um, but yeah, overall this entire year was was pretty good. Um, June we caught quite a few fish, um, trolling and then casting open water. Um, July, you know, we we stayed out over that deep water for the most most uh, most of July casting. Um, and we were battling some, some warmer water temps in, in July, mid July, um, August, you know, the, the temps were, were great, it, a little warm, but, uh, the water temps were mid seventies and, and we did really well. And in September, a lot of those deeper water fish went shallow. Uh, we were able, able to, uh, to catch quite a few fish in September, some small bucktails, um, you know, in sand flats, like three to, to seven feet October October was awesome um, you know we ran a lot of suckers and and caught and, and had some pretty pretty good big fish days in uh, in October pulling suckers and so far in November it's been a little slower but water temps are right around that 44 to 42 to 44 kind of depending on where you're at and uh, the bite definitely does slow down this time of the year however, you know, we're not chasing like multiple bites a day. We're chasing for one bite a day, hopefully. And, you know, usually it's a big one. So we're, uh, we're hunting, we're hunting giant fish right now. And you got what, about 20 days left of the uh, musky season? Yeah. Um, I'm, I book trips until I think, uh, until the 24th. Okay. That's my that's kind of my stopping point. Uh, we're going to go down to uh, the Twin Cities and, and visit uh, some family down there for Thanksgiving. But um, and then I return back to school after that. But you know it's going to it's going to start getting really cold here pretty soon. So the that that's that seven to ten day forecast. It it looks kind of bleak, but I mean when it's cold, like we get bites. So that's that's a great time time to be on the water when it's, I mean, even when it doesn't get about freezing that day. As you've uh, fished this summer and you've caught a number of fish, um, what are you seeing as far as a uh, variety of sizes and variety of ages? Do we have a, a, a good number of your classes going right now? Um, you know, I'd say it's, it's pretty typical. Um, you know, you're seeing the natural fisheries that, that uh, and I've stated before, like a more even bell curve, of ages and sizes, um, you know, natural fisheries, of course, only rely on on uh, natural reproduction that can to continue uh, growing or continue going forward. But uh, this dock lakes, there's a lot of inconsistencies, um, you know, throughout the state. That is, uh, but uh, the stock lakes, they rely on the DNR to stock fish, and there's if there's inconsistencies in the stocking program, then you know. Then you're going to have issues with uh, with populations. So, um, and I and I've said it like many many times. Like the biggest thing that I see is just lakes not being stocked like the way they should. So, um, you know, they they stock like littoral acres, and the whole entire formula needs to be updated. I believe they created that in the early '80s, and it's just not. It just doesn't make sense. Like things need to change. So, um, we need. We need a certain. I mean, you can't stock every lake the same across the entire the entire state. It just doesn't make sense. So forage base is different. Um, 
you know, the aquatic, their aquatic habitat is, is so much different, lake to lake. But, um, you know, I see some stock lakes like really thriving and then uh, other lakes I, I see definite issues. So, For the fellow hardcores are going to be out there the last, uh, you know, 20 days of the season or so, uh, what should we be throwing at them and, and, and what kind of presentations should we be using to, to try to lure muskies this time of year? Uh, you know, I, I was running a lot of suckers that, that bite is, is, um, is it, it gets a lot tougher the later, the later that you fish. Um, fish tend to be deeper, um, not necessarily all the time. Sometimes out on cast, I'll find a lot of fish in that, that like sand flat area, like three to five feet. Uh, so, you know, you might get a cruiser up there on top of shallow sand. Um, I think depth is probably the biggest thing. You have to, you have to try shallower. You have to try like three to five feet, and then you have to try that primary break line eight to twelve, and then you have to try that secondary break line like that fifteen to twenty. Um, you know, it, in my opinion, that's kind of that's kind of the areas, that, and you just have to you have to try those those three areas. Uh, and in my opinion, I th- I think that that it. It does, it's odd. It does vary day to day. You do see fish super shallow. Then you do see fish, you know, on the, on the, on the primary break line and then a lot deeper. Um, tactics wise, um, you know, it, um, uh, plastic, plastic works great. Uh, big plastic, um, pounder bulldogs, medusas, of course. And one thing that I really got into in the last, few years is uh jigging so i I jig a lot with bondy baits and tubes um and other jigging baits as well with my uh my live scope so um and the later in the season in my opinion you don't have those fish that are willing to move vertically up in the water column you see a lot of bottom hugging fish so that's why uh that's why jigging works so well so um you know i I really like casting and jigging, you know, in compare, uh, compared to trolling. Uh, I've tried to get away from trolling um, over the last few years on really specific lakes because it's just overexploited, you know, and it's, and it's easy for people to go out and troll, uh, you know, however, it's a little bit more difficult for them to pinpoint fish in the jig form. So, you know, that's, that's where we gain a lot of our success in the fall is jigging for fish. So um, you had a lot of extra time, particularly in the fall, to be on the water than you have in the past. Did you use any time to to explore new waters, or you did, did you hang around your usual haunts? Uh, I did. Yeah, we fished. We fished um, some new waters, and and it paid off. Um, you know, and a lot of times you, you'll find new waters that are connected to waters, or um, or in oddly enough, you'll just hear randomly through like walleye guys or, or guys at bait shops, you know, stating that, uh, Hey, there's a, a muskie that got caught in this lake. And, you know, and just out on a whim, if I have a day off, uh, I got a guy that guides for me, Andy, him and I would go to, um, go to these lakes and, and fish them and, and find fish. And, and then, um, you know, then that kind of plays a, it plays uh, an important role in just having other options for me. Um, typically, these lakes are low density and 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 only house really big fish, so mm-hmm. it's 
hard for me to take, you know, take clients there um, and produce consistently. However, it's it's definitely an option to where, when all the stars align, um, you can maybe go there and catch a couple of fish. So, um, you know, there's there's a a few lakes, and one of my friends um, sent me a message saying, "Hey, this was a guy caught this off of, this 51 inch off of my parents' dock," <laughs> and um, and, and it's in a non-musky lake, and you know, come to find out, there's muskies in that lake. So um, you're kind of seeing that more and more, um, which is uh, which is really cool to see, just off the beaten trail, musky lakes. So yeah, and you know, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And of course, we we have a couple of the the biggest natural producing musky factories, probably in the state or maybe the upper Midwest. You know, within what, a half hour of each other in Cass Lake and Leech Lake. Um, we, we've mentioned Plantagenet. We know Bemidji's got some big ones still. Big Lake's got them. Mm-hmm. Um, Elk Lake on uh, in the state in in Itasca, um, and of course uh, the Mantrap has has had a, a, some really good years the last few years. So we definitely are spoiled here. We are, yeah. We're we're really fortunate, and um, and there's no way possible that we will ever get any more musky lakes, according to the DNR, which is fine. You know, you got to. You got to spread uh, spread the wealth throughout uh, throughout the state, in my opinion. Um, but we really do have a lot of options. I could be I could be at a you know a dozen lakes within an hour drive. So um, you know from from my standpoint, as far as like analyzing the weather, the conditions, the water temps, the wind. The wind does come into play quite a bit, and it will in two days from now with a, like a twenty to twenty five mile per hour sustained wind. So we're going to be on a different lake. But, um, you know, these things come into play and then I can kind of, I can kind of take all of these characteristics and, and say exactly where I'm going to be and what I'm going to do on that, on that lake, providing I have all the, uh, all the, uh, the elements that, that we're going to face that day. So, you know, I, don't, I know you provide primarily fish in this area, which makes sense. This is where you're at. This <laughs> is where you're headquartered. Yeah. But of course, we're on the air in Brainerd and the Alec areas as well. Um, what are some good, uh, good musky lakes in those neck of the woods? You know, um, I've got a, a buddy down there named Noah that fishes the river a lot down there, and he does really well. He catches a lot of big fish. So Mississippi obviously is is something that intrigues me. It's um, it's a little too far out of my my range to go and guide because I have to. I have to, I want to, I have a family and I want to lay my head in my own pillow at night, you know, so, um, you know, the Mississippi River, if I lived in Brainerd, I'd be all about it, so. You know, that's, uh, in general, that is something we don't do a lot of unless we're going to go up uh, on rainy occasionally, but, I mean, we just don't have a lot of river fishing outside of some trout streaming in this Bemidji area, uh, but it's, uh, it's, a, it's a different animal, and I hear a lot of good reports. People love doing it. They do, yeah, yeah, and you know, there's there's a couple of rivers that I fish up north, um, Big Fork, Little Fork, but uh, but that's that's pretty remote. Um, a lot of work getting in in and out of uh, the river, but uh, but I mean, that's really that's all we got. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, I want to talk 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 a little bit about um, cold weather fishing and and you know being prepared for uh, as far as what you got what you wear. I mean, if, sure. if there's nothing worse than than being cold and being wet, so 
if you're going to be serious about musky fishing, you, you got to fish in the fall. And if you're going to fish in the fall, you got to have the right warm weather gear. What do you have, and what do you use, and what do you recommend? Yeah, you know, for what I do is I uh, once the water temp reaches a, a certain degree, I'd say once it's below like 48 to 50, I've got a, a Mustang suit that I wear. It's a it's a full uh, zip up suit that is also a, a flotation device too. So bright orange has reflective uh, reflective tags on it, um, and you know if I fall in, the chances of my clients being able to operate my my boat, it, they might not be able to. So um, I have to I have to be prepared for falling in, and and if I'm not too far in the middle of the lake, I have to say, okay, well. You know, what am I going to do? Can I swim to shore or can I coach my uh, my clients to, to start my boat and a motor over to me? Um, so those are things that, that go through my mind. Um, and with a family, you know, my safety is, is paramount. So that suit, like a flotation suit, that's 100%. That's what I'd recommend wearing. Um, come, they come in all, all shapes and sizes, too. There's, there's quite a few of them out there, but I use a, a Mustang one. And if it's good enough uh, for the Coast Guard, it's good enough for me. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what I do, and and it keeps me plenty warm. Um, it has like a, uh, a, a an area around my neck that I can blow up, and it it'll, it would keep my head above the water um, too. So, hundred percent of floats, it works great, and it, and it very could possibly save my life someday. Um. Anything else? I mean, uh, do you do you the thermal thermal wear anything like that that, uh, okay, that you recommend? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and, and just layering, layering yeah. in general. A lot of times you're gonna, you know, starting at the bottom and going up. A lot of times you're gonna be at an access, and that access is gonna have the dock pulled. So you know, rubber boots that are close to uh, knee high and insulated. I wear mucks. Mucks, they're awesome. I love them. Um, and uh, and I wear a polypropylene sock liner and then a heavy wool sock over that and maybe like three or four pairs of long underwear sometimes. Um, uh, and then a pair of uh, like insulated, like, like almost like sweatpants over those. And then, uh, you know, just, just insulate, uh, just on long underwear tops, uh, numerous ones. Um, I do wear a lot of wool. Uh, because if I'm running suckers in the fall, there's a good chance that my hands are going to be wet. My, you know, um, and maybe my chest will be wet throughout the day somehow. Um, but uh, but wool always insulates even if it's wet. So I, I wear wool under under that suit too. Um, and then you know to top it off, I wear a uh, a beaver pelt hat <laughs> <laughs> that keeps my head really warm. So. Um, and then depending on, on, uh, the weather, if it's, you know, in the twenties or low thirties, I've got a pair of, uh, like snowboarding goggles that I wear as well. Mm-hmm. What? So, um, <clears throat> yeah. And, and one thing that I do with, with the hands, because your hands are always getting wet. Um, I wear a pair of textured rubber gloves, uh, and then I wear like fingerless wool gloves over that. And I kind of keep everything. I keep my my hands uh, in like a pair of oversized uh, snowboarding mitts. And usually, 
um, in those mitts, I'll, I'll keep a, uh, like a heating pack, like one of those little, um, open up and shake heating packs. Okay. You know, uh, cold weather in my yard when I'm snow blowing and cold weather on a lake with a, with a wind whipping and getting wet, it's, it's totally different things. So, I mean, I, I, and, and, you know, I'm not trying to cast either, so I don't have to be real, you know, flexible. I can, uh-huh. <laughs> so it's a, it's kind of a different animal out there. It is, yeah, and if it's windy, you're going to get overspray, and that overspray, that overspray hurts. You know, thank, thankfully I have a, a full windshield on my Ranger, but um, but there are times where you know we'll take some pretty big waves in the fall, and that overspray hits you, and it's it gets you, man. It's it stings, it hurts. Um, <clears throat> so. It's a it's a totally different animal out there in the fall, especially like mid to late November. You just don't know what you're going to get, and then equipment failure too is a big thing. Like I break everything in my boat in the fall, so whether that's like a steering hub, a trolling motor, um, you know, you name it, I've I've probably broken it. <laughs> yeah. So, as my wife will tell you, it seems like my boat's always in the shop. But, yeah. You know, that being said, I got I got some really awesome guys behind me that, that have always helped me out with it. Um, it raised Marine Bemidji. Yeah, those guys, they know what they're doing over there, that's for sure. They do, yeah. Well, listen, um, I, it sounds like you've pretty much booked for the remainder this year. Or are you taking bookings for next year already? Uh, yeah, I am. I, I've got a couple. I think i got a couple dates open, um, maybe like 21, 22 or, or I'm sorry, twenty two, twenty three. Okay, I've got those two dates open, uh, and that's that's it for the rest of the year. Um, definitely booking trips, you know, next year for next year right now. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, I, I book the, the the remaining two dates that I have, and my books start filling up for next year. How do we go about uh, getting something set up for next year? Uh, KevinCochranGuide.com. A lot of information is on there. Frequently asked questions. Uh, my contact information as well. So that's that's where I would direct most of it. Uh, if you want to um, send me a text, 507-456-9023. I'm on Instagram and social media and all that stuff, too. He's Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Guide Service. He is still seriously fishing muskies. Kevin, love having you on the show. Thanks for taking the time today. Thank you so much, Kevin. You've been listening to the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. You can catch the radio show Saturdays on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 in Bemidji, B93.3 in Brainerd, and Kick FM in Alexandria. And, of course, multiple times a week, we'll have great stuff for you right here on the podcast. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. 
Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.